0: It's a new year, and welcome to horror movie yearbook.
1: Yes, 2023. We're back, a- absolutely. And, and uh, you got a new chair. I do. This is nice to celebrate the new. Is it? Is it better than no, the It is. I'm so sunken couch because
0: I read off of my um, laptop here a lot. Yeah, and yeah, it's at a much better angle too. Sweet. Yeah, Good. yeah This is nice. You can move
1: a little bit. You can wiggle and move a bit. Yeah, which is nice. Uh, I did when I when I hauled that piece of sectional out. Um, I cut the bottom open to have more uh area to like grip to lift it out of the basement. Uh-huh. And when I looked at the spot that you'd been sitting in, it wasn't which was not your fault, it was already breaking down before. Um the the springs were like sinking in, like broken and sinking. Like the like the springs were non-existent. Yeah. So I can only imagine how bad your back hurt. Did you find you, a
0: bunch you, of like batteries and beer bottles? <laughs> I, I didn't
1: search, you know, okay. I just I just hauled it out. I, I just Cause hauled it out. Cuz that would be my fault, yeah. Yeah, that might that that might be your fault. But um <laughs> But no, uh, yes, the you have a chair now, which rocks and moves. So you got a little bit of freedom, you know.
0: Yes. Yeah. Yeah. This is nice. Yeah, that's good. That-
1: Hopefully, it improves our audio quality. It won't. I'm just <laughs> the audio quality now.
0: here is good. Yeah. If we do the remote, that yeah, we're all over the place. That's trouble. Yes. But yes. But we're here. We're in the
1: studio. We are here. We are here.
0: Uh, check out the Midwest Game Nerds. They're gonna be talking about games, I assume, and some twenty twenty three games. I would hope so. Yeah, um, I know they just recorded a new episode, so check out Midwest Game Nerds. Uh, what else? I think for my ever- game
1: nerds listening, real quick. Uh, yeah, yeah, will you be watching the Last of Us show, and will you be talking about it? Because I'm very curious to hear. Because that starts on the fifteenth. It's coming up. Ooh, okay. On HBO, so I'd like to hear what they think. About- do you have? Oh, do
0: you have HBO? I do not currently, but okay. I'm thinking I'm
1: I'm I'm thinking about that okay because there's a lot of stuff on there i want to watch yeah so it might yeah. be time to pull the trigger and like do some some catching up
0: yeah, yeah. Uh, interesting okay i was yeah because i i need to i need to watch that um i just got uh, uh christmas gifts we were, we were oh, after christmas yeah. I want to talk about some christmas gifts i got um i'm trying to think of horror related stuff okay. i got right now but i got some jaws socks they're like kind of jaw socks oh, that's cool shark and, on them yep shark yeah. and then i also got the Corey. that's what reminded me the video game The Quarry. Oh, um, yes, with yes, uh, David Arquette. With, like, David Arquette. Lance and Henriksen, isn't it? Yes, yes. the okay. kid from, the dude from um, Righteous Gemstones. That's the right. Kid. Yeah, so yeah. I played the demo a while back. It's kind of a story-based game.
1: It's, it's from the guys who did, um, uh, well, they've done all the Dark Pictures games. Which is like four or five of those at this point.
0: House of Ashes is one of is them. Is
1: the right. mo- is the latest one I bought. Not House of Ashes. Not House of Asses, Not House of was, Asses which correct sounds like it. a totally different beast.
0: But I'd be interested. Sounds like one of those deep things you like you're searching around Switch late at night and you go into like the and You find House the of weird sections.
1: Yeah. <laughs> um, but uh yeah, they uh they did Until Dawn, which is one of my become one of my favorite games. Ever period. Like, okay. Love until dawn. I think it's phenomenal. So, I have definitely wanted to play the quarry. I'm I'm kind of you're gonna have to. Let I'm me gonna know. dip into it. I'm, I'm hoping
0: by next episode when we record, I'll have.
1: I'm a little jealous. I, I'm excited. I'm, I had to. Uh, did you get for PS4? Or PS5? I got it for PS5. Yeah. Okay. Cool. So I can't borrow it, which is a bummer. But, <laughs> um, but uh, I'm looking forward to that because I, I I loved until dawn so much, and this is like their next full length game. Okay. Because uh, that the dark pictures ones are kind of. They're like budget games, so they're like 30 40 bucks. Uh, yeah, but they're kind of shorter, you know. Yeah. So this is a full, you know, full game.
0: I played the de- yeah, I played the demo a while back and I really dug it. Um, so I'm ha- I want to go through and play yeah. the whole thing. So I'm great a-
1: cast, Ted Raimi. Yeah, you Yo, know. Ted is
0: in it. I I believe Ted's in like the in the first ten or fifteen minutes of the game, like the parts I played. So
1: yeah, and we're not when we when we say they're in it. If you're not familiar, it's like the, it's not just their voices, right? Like the models are the actors. Like, yes. Yeah. Like Ted looks like Ted. Pretty cool. Pretty Very cool.
0: cool stuff. Any Christmas stuff you got you want to share? Yeah, I mean
1: horror related, I got a um I got a NECA uh ghost face. Nice. I've got one of them, one of the two. I've got the second one now. So one I can keep in the box and one I can display, which is lovely. Um who's in the box? Is it Billy or Stu? What do you think? Who's who's out out, out partying and who's in the box?
0: Well, if you go by some theories, there. Well, both they're in both the in the box, yeah. <laughs> I think Stu's
1: out partying and Billy's in the box. Yes. Right? Absolutely. He's more repressed. Stu is
0: the, Stu is the more active yeah. of the two. Up front. Yep.
1: Yep. Um, so there you go. I got a, got a little ghost face action. Um, I also got, uh, a friend of ours got Nikki and I a fun, you know, the dogs playing poker, the classic. Yes. Uh, it's the horror icons playing poker. So it's got Chucky, Leatherface. Oh, I think uh, gets, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I th- I've seen stuff yeah, like that. It's yeah, kind yeah. of a... a Kind of a cool art style, so that was pretty fun. Uh, you know, I got non non horror related stuff too. Um, I did get the David Finch Moon Knight omnibus. Okay. Uh, Charlie Houston David Finch one, which is very dark and very horror. Um,
0: Charlie Houston, did he have a Black Panther run? Was I believe. That him? So. Yeah, I read a little of the bit of that a while back. I believe yeah, so, and I think it was around. I think it was before the Moon Knight run. Maybe I don't remember. I think that. he was a
1: novelist before he wrote comics. Yeah, I that think? sounds right. I don't know. I could be totally messing that up, but but his run on Moon Knight's very cool, very dark, very horror. If you're interested in like kind of a blend of superhero and horror, so lots of psychological horror stuff going That's on there. That's him and Finch's the art. Finch is, Finch starts the run. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah. He he yeah. And his stuff is my favorite. Um, I've met him a couple times. He's like, uh, I have three Finch sketches that he did for me, which is super cool. Um, they're hidden away somewhere in this house. I don't even remember where I put them, but um. But my first idea I had him do was Moon Knight one because I was like I have to have a Finch Moon Knight like hand drawn you know yeah yeah phenomenal guy if he had a chance to meet him at a convention or anything I don't know if he's still doing those but like what a what a cool dude yeah so very anyway. nice yeah I did good very did nice good. I'm happy
0: all right anything else sorry my beer is like I keep. Hitting it with my finger to make it go down. I have a beer over here, and it's just like it's slowly overflowing. <laughs> like the fuzz keeps coming up. Keep, you just up gotta and keep an the eye on it. Yeah. it's like a little volcano. Um, <laughs> I oh, was... I
1: did. I did get Nikki a couple uh, horror things. I got her. Uh, you're familiar, of course, with the what we do in the shadows. Yeah. Uh, Jackie Daytona episode. Yes. When yes. Uh, Mark Hamill's character comes into the bar and he orders one human alcohol beer. Yeah. <laughs> yes, I got her a beer glass that says one human alcohol beer. <laughs> So I was pretty proud of that one, Um, and it's not horror related. But my other one I'm very proud of is I got her a uh, a tank top, and it's uh it's an official Arby's tank top. Okay. And it's got it's a it's a curly fry, and he's super jacked. Yeah. And it says, uh, "Do you even curl, bro?
0: (laughs) Have you or Nikki ever had Arby's the burger at Arby's? Not yet. Okay. I've I've, seen. I don't know why you would. I apparently this is like they've had this burger before. They've had burgers at Arby's before. I did not know this was a thing. Um, I kind of want to try it. I had the uh, well, they had the meats. Yeah, they had the they had a really spicy sandwich. I got that from there a couple weeks ago. Okay. Um I, I don't think it was a spicy roast beef. I'm blanking on it though. It was like huh. a Diablo sandwich, but it was interesting. A, it was pretty spicy. It was pretty hot.
1: Was it rattlesnake burrito hot?
0: Yeah. What was um? What was I? What did I get that? was very spicy. I think it may have been that. I think it was that that I went, oh, this is like Rattlesnake Burrito. Because I think it did have jalapenos on it, too. Because you like spicy. I do like spicy. You and spicy. me are kind of on the same page. Yeah. Like,
1: we like spicy. So, I think what we need to do is, I think, uh, I know Nikki's game. You know, I think on one of our bonus episodes, um, we need to make a list of questions for each other. Just kind of generic horror questions. Yeah. And um, we need to do the hot ones.
0: Do we need to do? Do we want to do the hot chip, or do you want to? Do no, the- no.
1: I have, I have the entire set of ten hot ones sauces oh, from do the you? show. Hot ones. Okay. And they get hotter.
0: Let's do this on a day I don't have to work in the morning because I'll be up all night.
1: <laughs> yeah, they get rough. <laughs> I've done them a couple times now, and, and I, I can tell you that the uh, though many of the people on that show are actors, they are not acting when they
0: when they do this. Yeah.
1: No. So yeah.
0: They, I think I may have told this story on the podcast before, but I uh, I worked with a guy who brought in some hot sauce one time from North Carolina. He went, went and visit North Carolina and he's like, they've got the hottest sauce I've ever had there. And he brought it back and um, he wanted to test it. And he was back. I said, no, uh,
1: you declined. And then
0: somebody else tested it and it, they were like dying. They were, they were, they were like reaching, like looking for milk in the fridge. They were yeah. freaking out. And he was laughing. The guy that brought in the hot sauce, he was laughing so hard. He was crying. And he goes, Oh my God, I have to piss. Like I'm gonna pee myself if I don't go to the bathroom. And then, like seconds later, I heard him from the bathroom of the ABC warehouse where we used to work, uh, screaming in agony because the hot sauce was still on his finger and he just touched his penis. penis.
1: (laughs) Yeah, you do not want to touch your penis. Yes. You do not want to touch your eyes. Yes. Um. Yeah, that's rough. (laughs) There's one. It's funny. There's one in particular in that in that set. And I, I've watched Hot Ones a ton. Like, yeah. if there's an actor on that I like, I'll watch it. You know, or a musician or whatever. Right. I think it's fun to watch him. At, they, he asks good questions too. It's actually a really good interview show. But um,
0: it it, it disarms a celebrity. That's what it, it does. That's a good celebrity interviewer. It's a nice ice
1: like he, icebreaker. Situation. He's like Barbara
0: Walters, rest in peace. Yes, it, R.I.P. It's R.I.P. very Barbara. disarming when it comes to celebrity. He just uses hot sauce to that's, do it.
1: That's yeah. right. Yep. But um, there's one there that is like ungodly hot. Like, okay. Like unbearably hot. And it just keeps coming back. It's miserable. But we'll do it at some point <laughs> on the show. We'll have to make that happen. That'll be fun.
0: Anyway. um, Yeah, so here we are. So are you ready to get into some uh, horror topics here? Yeah, let's talk. Let's talk horror. Uh, let's start off with some... Sadness. Although he was 83, it was a good run, right? 83, is, you think 83 qualifies as a good run.
1: Right? Yeah. I think post 80 is a decent run.
0: Yeah, is that your cutoff point for a good yeah, run? I think it's a good run. I think 80 yeah. is a good run, too.
1: And for, for, certainly for men, I think, you know, we have shorter life expectancies. Right. I think in general, I think historically we always have.
0: Um, So yeah, I'd say 80 is a good run. 83 is a good run. We're going to be talking about Ruggiero Diodato. Yes. So he recently passed away. Uh, Last week, I believe, I think he passed away around, yeah, I think it would have been last week. Uh, Ruggiero was born in 1929 in Potenza, Italy. So yeah, 83 years old, going on 84. Um, Potenza, it's a city city in Southern Italy. Okay. I have never been. I looked around at it before. A lot of churches, a lot of cathedrals. Okay. Very pretty. Uh, He got a start in the 60s and 70s doing musicals and comedies. His first big movie was a couple of years before his biggest movie, which we're going to just talk about briefly for a second. Uh, But it has one of the great Italian movie titles, and all Italian movie titles are great. There's some great ones, yeah. (laughs) But uh, the title was Live Like a Cop, Die Like a Man. Wow. Yeah. Uh, It's a crime movie, and it it features a scene that upset the Italian censors, where a man's eyeballs get gouged and squished. Squished. The Italians like their eyeball squishies. They stuff. love eye trauma, yeah. don't they? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I've, been watching, I, I've paused it for the holidays because I've been traveling a lot. Um, and uh, my parents aren't into Argento films. No. <laughs> but, okay. Um Argento. Uh, a couple instances already. I'm only like halfway through his f- filmography. A few instances of eye, eye trauma. Eye trauma Stuff a, coming at the eye. It's
1: a favorite. <laughs> yes. Also, dog attacks are a favorite of Italian.
0: They love dog attacks. They yeah. uh,
1: Dogs, wolves, whatever. Yeah. They
0: like violence involving animals, which we'll talk about here in a second, yeah, unfortunately. Yeah, icky. Uh, he made He made a cannibal movie a few years before- mm. Um, called Jungle Holocaust or Last Cannibal World. It's an oil prospector who was captured and imprisoned by a violent and primitive cannibal tribe in the Philippines' rainforest. So he okay. would revisit that a couple years later. With um, his bigger hit, if yeah. you want to call it a hit. I don't. <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, cannibal movies in Italy are big uh, in the, like, in the yes. 60s, 70s, 80s. But True. 1980 was the movie he was most known for, and that is Cannibal... Holocaust, the movie that made him famous or infamous, infamous yeah. yes. <laughs> depending on how you look at it. Yeah. Um, it was filmed in the uh, Colombian rainforest. It's an early example of like found footage movies. Very early, early. yeah, very early. Uh, some call it the first. I don't. I'm sure someone could go back and <laughs> we will find another one. But this, I think, to me, at least with what we're talking about, the horror genre is like the big early. Well, it's the
1: same situation as like a you know you call Halloween the first slasher, but then you could go further back to Psycho and you could go Peeping Tom so there's always going to be something I think that you can trace
0: and then are you like well are the the Jalo movie slashers like how do do you of course but yes I think for all intents and purposes this was kind of the first like horror found footage movies in in a lot of ways yeah so it follows an American film crew as they head um, deep into the jungle to capture footage of two reclusive cannibal tribes. Uh, the movie has it all. Uh, it's got stabbings. It's got shootings. It's got disembowelings. It's got genital mutilation. Impalement. Animal torture. Um, Beheadings. Yes. It was, con- it was a controversial movie at the time, obviously. It made a lot of people angry. Um, it was confiscated before its premiere, and Diodato was arrested on charges of obscenity. Uh, they would eventually. It would eventually find a release, as all things do... Willie, we have both seen Cannibal Holocaust. We have kind of a fun story about you attempting to be introduced. I don't know if you remember this.
1: Oh man. So, here, I want to say real quick Diodato by the way, yeah. like had to go to court to prove that he didn't kill the actors. <laughs> I'm just yes. like, legitimately like they had to like track down the actors to bring them in to say like no, we're still alive. Yeah, so yeah. this movie because yeah. it, I just wanted to state that real quick.
0: Yeah, no, yeah. Um so this movie it's kind of as close to a snuff film in a lot of ways as you can get without watching, without watching film. or yeah. making a stuff with him, Yeah. The shutter series, cursed films has a pretty decent episode on this one. Okay. Um, my issue, that's yeah. the second season. Then. That's the second. It's yeah. like the last one. Um, and, the, and he brings that up and talks about it. A couple of the actors have disputed that. Like, one of the actors, like, I was never called in for this. Okay. So he's basically applying, but the director sticks by. Diadato sticks by his story. It but could he be was a definitely. Yeah. He was definitely called. In front of the Italian government on charges of obscenity yes. for what was in this movie,
1: there were legal issues. Yes. Yeah.
0: <laughs> so, so, but I bring up the uh, cursed films because it is an interesting kind of. It shows kind of the experience for the people involved in making this. It was not the most pleasant experience no. for a lot of these people. No. It caused a lot of scars, uh, mentally, uh, emotionally, maybe physically. Uh, DiCaprio was a bit of. Um, he's a madman. He was a madman.
1: <laughs> yeah, remind me of Kubrick.
0: Yes, in a lot like, of ways. he
1: would like push, push, push push, push beyond any reasonable level of decency with his performers, yes, yeah,
0: so like like you mentioned, they talk a little bit about how during the animal scenes, which are horrifying,
1: yeah, no, there is a, i I want to state the end the, they they Tim's referring to, of course, like the real animal deaths that are captured on screen. I mean, animals being killed and slaughtered. There are
0: a couple. There are yes, a couple. A separate turtle, ones.
1: a monkey, a pig. There's all sorts of stuff. Yes. Um, there is a version of the film. And I'm not saying it's by any means like an enjoyable experience to watch, regardless. But there is a version of the film you can watch that does that that excises the actual. Oh, interesting. Yes, animal. I would be certainly much more. I've seen the uncut, but I would be much more willing to, if I rewatched, I think I would watch the version without all the, I just don't need to see it. Anyway,
0: but yeah. No, because I think you can, so the thing with this movie is, I think in a weird way, it's in, so, (laughs) all right. right. Sorry, sorry. No, no, you're good. No, 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 no. You weren't interrupting. I want to go back now because this ties into what I was, uh, you knew that I did not watch. This was like probably 10 years ago. I think this may have been before we, It was before we started this podcast, and you knew that I had not seen Cannibal Holocaust. Yes. And I believe this was, like, early days of, like, streaming or something. I can't remember, because you're, like, you're coming over, and we're watching this. Yes. You're Um, not the
1: first person I did that to. I'm sorry.
0: (laughs) And I'm like, okay. Um, Because, like, in a weird way, this is, like, if you are... If you want to get into, like, horror or if you want to become knowledgeable, especially with the found footage subgenre, like, this is kind of an important movie. You Write at a least, passage. Yeah, and you at least have to, you have to know about it. I don't necessarily, that's the thing is I don't know if I recommend watching it because of those scenes, but if you, there's a version with the scenes taken out. There is. Yeah, I can, like, if you are, um... Squeamish, or even just like <laughs> of good taste, maybe. <laughs> when it <laughs> was
1: on, when it well, I don't know if it still is, but when it was on Shutter, they had both, they have versions.
0: both versions. Okay. Yes. Yeah, if it still I is, check.
1: I assume they they have both still. So.
0: So anyway, yeah, we, we had start we started it and it like cut out like ten or fifteen minutes into the movie. I like remember this. Something, I do remember this. Even I like, I don't know if it was I don't think it was your internet. I think it was the copy that had been uploaded to like whatever streaming service yeah. we had found it on was not. That's properly right. uploaded.
1: We didn't get past the first 15, so, like, yes. nothing really happened
0: yet. <laughs> so I had to I had to rewatch it on my own at some point later. So I have seen it uh, since then, but yes. I just wanted to bring that up because it is kind of... Yeah, it is kind of important because uh, Eduardo Sanchez, the director of Blair Witch, mm. claims that he had not seen this movie before making the Blair Witch. Which could be true. Yeah, for sure. Um, but I think it also could be, like, it, it seeped into certain schools of... Filmmaking that Uh, yeah it's it would be it's very they're very similar movies both in kind of plot and form and everything yeah
1: I I mean you know I could believe that he hadn't seen it for sure I I um I buy that more than like a Suzanne Collins saying she never heard of Battle Royale right (laughs) um oh yeah uh, yeah. but I um because I can see anybody I can see somebody coming up with the idea of like wouldn't it be cool to do you know, something that feels like a documentary, but it's and there, there have been other ones. I th- isn't uh, Boggy Creek that so
0: one in of the, those? Um, it, yeah, in the interview with Eduardo Sanchez uh, that I was watching, Boggy Creek and um, In Search of the Old Lem- Leonard Nimoy Show uh, is what he says yeah. he was mostly yep. influenced by, and of course, like Unsolved Mysteries and stuff like sure. that too. So those were the things he says were a bigger influence on Blair Witch because he had not seen um, okay. Holocaust. I'll buy it. Yeah, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I'll buy, I'll buy it too, yeah. I'll buy it. I don't think he's lying. <laughs> Sorry, it came out that way, but... You're a real piece of shit. <laughs> Just kidding. <laughs> Admit it. So, so, um, what are what are your thoughts, I guess, on Cannibal Holocaust? You you, you big fan?
1: <laughs> I think it's kind of... It, it's like, kind of... When you... When you do strip away the... And it's admittedly hard to do. When you do strip away the animal stuff, it is pretty solid like horror film (laughs) like it it works it's 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 it is legitimately unnerving and scary and it does blur the lines between like reality and and filmmaking in a lot of ways and so i do think it's it's kind of an it's i think it's a real achievement um i love the score (laughs) score rules um and the 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 finale the end of the movie is like unreal like I remember just being like thinking about it for days afterwards uh, being kind of scarred by it a little bit so it certainly succeeds um, it's just getting you have to get past that animal stuff and I like that there has been one attempt to because I think people say I, th- I think it's worth watching yeah, the would, problem yeah. is I can't suggest watching it to anybody because of that stuff because I don't want to watch animals get murdered. Can hold on screen, it's horrible. I mean, it's yeah. it's not you know. I don't know.
0: Now, Ruggiero said they ate them. No, no, and I and I understand <laughs> all. No, I just, he made a, I just because I he made a point of it in the uh, in the interview. He's like, we ate the animals. Everything
1: was used. I know that, yeah. and, and that's great, and I I, I I that's fine. I guess you know that they did that, but you know, I just it's the whole thing. I, I agree. I yeah. I understand why it was done. I get the the mentality behind it was like that if you had actual death in the movie it would further blur the lines of what you're seeing when when the the people the people on people violence starts yes and it does work in that respect yes um but uh it's just unnecessary i think the movie would work just fine without um you know and like the fact that when you think about the stories like he had that actor he like forced that actor to shoot that pig
0: he forced the actor to shoot the pig he forced them to watch them with the turtle yeah it's yeah. horrible <laughs>
1: it's, i mean that stuff yeah that's that's unconscionable so i can't i like i said i cannot i do i think it's it's a movie that is if you can stomach it that is it's worth watching it watching once yeah i do i i can't I, I do think it is but am i going to sit here and tell you you need to see this no you, no. um and I, I don't blame you for not right so it's a weird one it's 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 hard to talk about almost
0: it's bizarre <laughs> you know no, it's what I mean weird because that, I like the movie I think the movie yeah. actually works really well I just I but, but I also but also part of the reason I think it like it makes you feel hollow and gross and like awful is because of some of the stuff that happens yeah. in the movie that you, that is not exactly the most pleasant it's thing real. to <laughs> watch unfold it's real stuff but then like you said it kind of then like when they show that stuff like everything is on the table now everything everything's on the same level like the people and the animals are all on the same level like what's the difference at this yeah. point? that's what's scary about and, it and in that
1: sense it it does become like i said i understand why they the mentality behind what they did i don't think it's defensible i don't think it it i don't think in the grand scheme of things that uh making a movie is worth doing what they did or forcing people to do, but I can see why they did it. I understand the reasoning behind it. Um, and it does it work. Yeah, it does. (laughs) I just, yeah, that's a, yeah, it's a weird one. But they killed a real snake on Friday the Thirteenth, so you
0: know. Oh yeah, I mean, what's um, what legit. The, the water buffalo in Apocalypse Now is it? That's yeah. legit too. Yeah, no. I mean, it's, it's. I mean, those old westerns, horses died all the time on. Uh, those Milo
1: things. and Otis, you ever read about that? Yeah.
0: movie? <laughs> yeah. Jesus. it's yeah. So I mean, it's horrible things, and I, yeah. It's been saving up. I mean, doesn't make it okay. Uh, it's one of the things too. Like, um, you watch that movie and. You, you may uh the baby coming like a vegetarian or a vegan after uh because yeah. I don't like to given it a shot. I've no. given it a shot before. I can't do it. I just can't. I don't have it in me. I don't have the discipline. You to, like Arby's too much. I like Arby's too much. And I also like it's so much easier to just buy m- meat and chicken in the store yeah. than it is to like research what you can and can't eat as a vegetarian. I
1: know. Vegan. I'm sorry to all those listeners who, you know, but yeah, I'm proud to of you for
0: giving for it a shot. It. Yeah, I used to work with a guy who, uh, or I used to live with a guy who worked at a butcher shop. Mm. Um, and he would come home and tell some of those stories of the butcher shop. It was a humane butcher shop, but it's still like, still brutal. Yeah. Still brutal. I mean, but it is what it is. You're killing animals. Um, yeah.
1: <laughs> so yeah, uh, Nikki was a vegetarian for three years. Yeah, yeah. And then uh, I don't remember what broke her. I think it was chili. She finally went. I need some chili. <laughs> so.
0: So I guess that's the horror movie yearbook advice. Is uh, if you're if you're like I would really like to become a vegetarian. I just haven't had that push. Uh, watch *Cannibal Holocaust*.
1: Yeah, and if you are a vegetarian, you're like you know I'm kind of over it.
0: Yeah, eat some chili. <laughs> yes, there you go. Um, so the, uh, Ruggiero Diodato uh, he would go on to make a couple a few uh, mm-hmm. quite a few movies after yeah, this but yeah. this is the one he's most known for he made like stuff like Body Count and yeah. um, he would appear in Hostile Part 2 uh, yes, Eli Roth right. I, he, he and Eli Roth obviously was inspired by a it's lot of just a little bit t- yes I mean the Green Inferno was essentially a tribute <laughs> to a lot of these Italian that's a fandom.
1: movie that's a movie too whoa yeah, maybe boy we should,
0: <laughs> maybe we should talk about that one at some point but, we should yeah um, so there you go all right Moving on.
1: Yes, R.I.P. to a, Mr. A, Mr. Yeah. Diodato. to a
0: an important figure. Absolutely. Um, speaking. Of, so this is like a, the diff, a different kind of violence we're going to talk about here. Ah, I watched both trailers. Did you watch the Green Band trailer of this one as well? The Evil Dead Rise no. trailer.
1: I don't fuck with Green Band trailers. If there's a Red Band trailer, it's, <laughs> you're watching that's that. What, yeah, that's what I'm
0: watching. The only reason I watched the Green Band trailer is because someone said there were different shots so oh, there were okay. different sure. there were different moments from the film sure. in the green band and there there is sure so okay i did I watch not seen the green Band? uh it's good as well uh they're both good trailers because this might be a good movie um i'm not gonna do uh, the trailer recap uh nah. so if you have not seen it go watch it go watch yeah. the trailer both it's a, fun, it's a good trailer yeah yeah but especially the red band if you can stomach it and i think if you're listening to this podcast you could probably stomach it's gnarly. It. <laughs> so. I love a good red band trailer. Uh, this is a red band trailer. It do reminds we, me of R- Rambo's. The I was going to say. One. Do you
1: remember the ultimate red band trailer? And you you nailed it right away.
0: Rambo was the one, because I was skeptical on Rambo. I remember
1: howling when I saw that thing.
0: Did Rambo have bodies attached to it, or is that just in my head? Or did I have bodies by drowning pool? It might have been. Yeah, that original one. I'm talking about the one.
1: Like, I just remember like they included the the shots of him on that like giant like machine gun on the back of the jeep and people exploding
0: raining down fire yeah. like the god from above i remember
1: thinking to myself like i'm gonna see this movie
0: yeah yeah Like <laughs> yeah um and honestly you know what I, I was more looking forward to evil dead rise than i would have been rambo at the time mm-hmm. but uh I watch this trailer and go, oh hell yeah, I'm definitely watching this. Oh, like, it looks like, sweet. I would like if I were able to at this time. I would be like, I'm going to see this in a theater. But
1: you and I both liked Evil Dead uh, 20 whatever 13.
0: 13. All right, so right? yeah, I'm gonna ask you a question about that then. Yeah. What do you think we're, we've got here? I've um, on I think on Twitter, I guess Campbell Bruce Campbell went on and gave Kevin of an intro to the teaser trailer. A week, a day or two ago, where he said he's a producer on it, right? Yeah, he basically said, "Like this is a new story; it's a new continuity." But Sam and I, and I think Rob Tapper, were all heavily involved in the making of this movie. Like this is an Evil Dead
1: movie. I think that's what they said about 2013 too. Yeah,
0: and I would, I would agree.
1: I would agree with that. Yeah. Yes.
0: So they made sure, uh, for whatever reason, 2013 didn't get a continuation. I don't know the reasons. If it was, I think it made money. Yeah. Yeah. If it was just they couldn't get it together. what and I know Ash, Ash versus Evil Dead was way after that though. Yeah, too. it was. There's plenty of time in between. So, either way, there was no continuation mm-hmm. of that. But what do you think we're dealing with here? Because that, I mean, the logo, of the title card looks like the remake. It like, does. When I think of the, the vibe
1: rem- feels like the remake, right? Like the whole thing feels like that remake.
0: So yeah, me. I think the green band. There's a little bit more. Of that Evil Dead kind of irreverent, like of the, the Evil f- Dead Two stuff. There's a like, I can't was it, this in the Red Band trailer where the Deadite goes eeny, meeny miny mo? No. Okay, that's in the gre- There's a okay. There's a scene in the Green Band where the devil or the Deadite goes eeny, meeny miny mo. It's kind of a playful like okay. Deadite style thing. For felt more like the first mo- couple movies than yeah. like an Evil Dead Two than in the remake. Yeah,
1: sure. Um, I think we're just dealing with them with a. They're making an Evil Dead movie. Um, I don't think there's going to be any sort of tie to any existing thing. I don't think it's going to negate any existing thing. Um, I don't think they're trying to make a like, a sequel or anything of that sort with this. I think they're just saying, let's do an, a new Evil Dead movie in a different setting than usual, which I love, by the way. Like, doing this outside of the cabin is yeah. phenomenal. Um I think they're just making a new Evil Dead movie and just letting letting this filmmaker cut loose with it and just having fun with it. I mean, it's got all that you. I think I think they know the the check marks you need to have for an Evil Dead movie, right? And I think they're they're certainly hitting those based on what I saw in the red band trailer. I don't think that this has any ties to anything, and that might be good. I mean, it might just be fresh. I did for a moment go, is this going to be tied to that 2013 movie a little bit? Is there going to be something going on there? It almost felt like maybe. So the speculation. There is speculation. Okay.
0: Yeah, and I. Interesting. So, in Army of Darkness, there are three Necronomicons, right?
1: Are there? It's been a while. I haven't. I haven't seen Army of Darkness in years. So.
0: You'll have to. Essentially, what well, though? What they what the speculation and this has been a kind of a theory for a while is that they are alternate timelines oh. branching out. Um, it's, so, so I we, guess kind of like okay. a, I wouldn't necessarily call it a multiverse deal more as like a alternate timeline thing. So I guess all if there are
1: three Necronomicons in, the, in Army of Darkness, as you said, there might be. So the idea would be that the one from the Ash stuff is one of them. The one from the 2013 movie is another one. Oh yeah,
0: it's where he's making the choice between. Yeah, yeah, yeah. that's yeah. right. And then the one from this is the, is the third. Then that's kind of some oh, of the speculation. Kind of so this could be like the third branch. It's kind of fun. Of because like you that. you do see the Necronomicon in the trailer. Um, It is a little bit different looking. Now
1: I've not seen Ash vs Evil. That is it firmly a sequel to Army. Like, do they reference Army of Darkness? Yes. So he has been back in the medieval times, right?
0: Okay. So I mean, it's more. It's kind of glossed over, but like that is in that continuity.
1: It officially is. Okay.
0: Yeah. So well, then there's that postcard scene in the remake, right? But it's
1: that was deleted.
0: That's right. Yeah. The actual. You hear Bruce,
1: at the end of the credits, say something. Right. like how the king or groovy or whatever. But the actual there was a deleted scene where he rolled up and she jumped in the car with him. But that was right cut. So I we can't really count that. The only thing that was still in the remake, I'm calling it a remake even though it's really not, was the the car is visible like but I don't know if that's meant to say like oh this is the same cabin or if that was just like a reference well, to Sam Raimi using that car and all of his stuff.
0: But here's the other thing. In this movie, there are flashback shots to, to a, a cabin, cabin in the woods. So, um, and then you do hear, and I think this is in the Green Band trailer, when they're playing, um, I don't know if this is in the Red Band, but they're playing sure. the audio recording like the little girl uh, stumbles yeah. upon it. And yeah, she yeah, yeah. It. I heard part of that. And it's Professor Noby. It's oh, that, is it? Yeah, it's supposed to be that same voice. Well, shit. So... If the idea is that maybe they brought the nepro- Necronomicon from that cabin to this high rise, like it maybe that cabin is like a Nexus point in the Evil Dead universe. See, that's cool. Like like but the thing is they don't need to go any further than that, right? Exactly. And I like yep. that. Yep. I don't want oh, I don't want a big like crossover between no. the three, but I no. think that and I think this is a franchise that you can get away with stuff like that.
1: Yes. Um I don't think you need direct sequels. Right. The well, through the through line should be the Necronomicon.
0: That's the thing is like Evil Dead Two is essentially a remake of Evil Dead it is. One. It's not a direct sequel, really. Right. Yeah. Yeah. And the continuity has always been wacky.
1: Always been wacky.
0: In these movies.
1: So Yeah, I'm down with that. I like that.
0: Yeah, that's kind of the speculation. And yeah, I think this is unlike we've we've kind of joked about like you could almost get away with it at the Halloween movies at this point, like the multiverse of Michael Myers Good. madness, but like called Michael Moyers.
1: <laughs> Moyers. Michael Moyers. <laughs>
0: um anyway, the other thing, um, I thought the Necronomicon kind of looked really good. The cabin sweet. stuff we mentioned. Um, oh, uh, this is Lee Cronin. He did a movie called A Hole in the Ground, which was quite good. Yes. I watched it a few years back. Uh, he's Irish, Irish guy, right? Yeah. Um, but the thing that the movie that ran through my head actually wasn't that one when I was watching this. I think the most successful for me personally, like raimi produced movie, maybe Crawl, the alligator movie. Crawl, sweet. And it's a very. It's essentially a small family story mm-hmm. just with alligators. Mm-hmm. And that's kind of what this, this feels like a, a family story. I dig story. that too.
1: Yeah. I dig that too. I like that about the trailer. I was like, man, this is cool. We've got, we've got the family dynamic, which I really like. It's going to give us hopefully some emotional stuff going, like some emotional resonance in terms of like, you know, what do you do when, when mom is possessed? <laughs> um, and we've got uh, some kids in peril stuff. I think this could be a ton of fun.
0: We get some eye trauma in this. Too. Oh, boy. the tattoo get a cheese needle. grater. That gr- Okay, so that, that got me the worst. That was really good, though, too, because that is a perfect trailer shot because like I wanted to see the rest of it because it doesn't show you that going across. But you see her reaction it, to it, it. You see the reaction, <sighs> and you also see it leading up to it, but you don't see it, and you know in the movie they're going to show it. and like It's one of those things like, I don't want to look, but I do want to look.
1: Yeah, I know. <laughs> Have you ever hit yourself with a cheese grater before? Uh, yeah, it sucks. It sucks.
0: Yeah, it sucks. It um, sucks. What's the other thing I always get myself? Well, I guess a zester is the same thing. Ugh. Same thing, but
1: dude, it like rips a whole. Ugh.
0: What's it? What's the thing that always gets my like? Maybe it is a cheese grater. I always get like right on there. Like uh.
1: a yeah, ugh. no thanks. Gnarly stuff. Reminded me of a uh, cabin fever. Yeah, shaving oh, the legs. Shaving the legs. Yeah. That's a good fit, isn't it? Yeah. <laughs> Yikes! This has been a really gross episode of our show.
0: So that's I. It's like two that. different... It's almost like what I was talking about. It's two different kinds of violence. Yeah. Uh, there's the uh, Cannibal Holocaust violence.
1: Which is meant to feel real because some of it is. And then um,
0: Evil Dead violence, is you're kind of meant to, like, squirm and go, ah, oh, and laugh but it's just, and have fun. But laugh after, yeah. Yes. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah.
1: yeah. yeah, you're not meant to have an existential crisis after an Evil Dead movie. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe after Cannibal Holocaust, but...
0: Um, anything else on the Evil Dead rise? No, that's it was very good, yeah. I'm,
1: i you know... I'm kind of in with Evil Dead at this point. Well, I, I guess I didn't watch Ash, but I didn't have stars, so like, I didn't have access. I to I'll it. let you
0: borrow. I've got the DVD. It's a fun. It's a fun watch. Yeah, um, I want to watch it. I, I wish d- I could play. I wish. Yeah, maybe I'll buy you the game someday because I want someone to play. The game is a blast. I've heard. I love yeah. the game. I want to pick it back up. I haven't played it. In a I've bad. heard.
1: Yeah. No. Um. I'm kind of like Evil Dead's one of those franchises where like they can kind of do anything. I think that's Raimi's that that's all because of Raimi. Like yeah. it's like Raimi proved that you can kind of just do anything you want with the franchise. Yep. When he did Army of Darkness, that was like, okay, we can do whatever we want. Like we can go nuts. Yeah. Um so it yeah. Evil Dead's so cool and it's so uh it's a franchise that is really malleable. Like you can do you can set it in different time periods, you can uh do alternate universes, you can put it in different settings, like physical settings. I, I think it, they, yeah, the world is your oyster when you're doing an Evil Dead thing. I'm just happy that they are breaking away from the cabin. Yeah. I think it's, it's good to do that at this mm-hmm. point. So, yeah. No, I think it's great. Yeah. I'm super pumped.
0: Cool. All right. Let's move on now. One yes. more thing uh, before we talk a little bit about 30 Days of Night. Uh, of course. Tell me about these screen posters that dropped last week. I saw yeah. them. I saw them both. I only knew of one.
1: Okay. But I so saw the other one today. I will throw this out there. Potential... Uh, this is pure speculation on my part. So when I say potential spoilers, I mean I could be right about something, which I probably won't be. And then you could go, oh, Willie spoiled it for me because he would happen to be right. Yeah. I don't know anything beyond...
0: Just speculation, speculation. based off of what's yeah. available,
1: yeah. Um. There is a... There's The first poster was a, like a... It was Ghostface in Times Square with all the billboards and lights and stuff. And there were some fun things in there. But the the interesting one was it said wrongly accused the musical.
0: Yeah, it had like that. all the different like theater signs. Yeah, and very all Broadway, but, yeah. very... Yeah, it said wrongly
1: accused the musical. And there's been a rumor going around that this movie is going to deal with... Uh, that the, <laughs> the big theme slash maybe motive slash vibe going on here is much like the last one riffed on toxic fandom, this one's going to riff on conspiracy theories and QAnon stuff. And that there is a subsection of people that truly believe that Sam, our lead from Scream 5, was the actual killer in Scream 5 because she is the daughter of Billy Loomis. And that the killers are going to be, killer or killers are going to be, like, inspired by this conspiracy theory that... Sam is so that the wrongly accused the musical thing is referring to Sam maybe ties into that um the cooler I think and more interesting poster and I want to frame that son of a bitch and put on my wall if John Morrell's listening to this (laughs) can we make that happen um is the subway poster and I'm a sucker for maps I'm a sucker for
0: you've got a is um, it the Resident Evil
1: I've got a Resident Evil: Raccoon City map, and yeah. I love it. Like I, it's uh, sweet. every time I go pee in that bathroom, I go, <laughs> I like that map. Uh, I also got a Jason Takes Manhattan uh, subway poster, which I'd love to put yes. the screen one next to. Um. So
0: real quick, you sent me these, or you sent me this poster? This
1: one I did not know about the other one previously, but it was released yeah. before, but I didn't know about
0: it. But uh, the other one ties into because I think it's, it's similar. I looked at this and I go, "Oh, that's cool fan art." Um, and it's not because it's a, like a, it's not like it's looks like a not professional poster or anything. It just, well, no, it, it, it because, doesn't look like a
1: generic, like f- bunch of heads on a poster poster.
0: Yeah. Right. It, I was going to say, cause po- it's more that posters suck nowadays. Yes. And like, this is artistic. Two, these two posters are cool and yeah. unique. Like it's, it. it's the subway lines of New York city shaped like the ghost face mask. And I go, that's really cool. What a cool, like what cool fan art. And then he told me like, no, that's a real poster. I'm like, holy shit. That's
1: awesome. Even cooler. <laughs> yeah. Well, and it's, and it's cool because it's, so it's each, each line on the subway each, each rail line is a different color and up top it says one two three four five six and so each line is colored and corresponds with all the movies right and along the lines there's stops different stops and each one is per somebody who died in that movie and there's two very interesting things to note about this yes the first one is that we see on kirby reed's stop hayden Panettiere's character from scream four We see it as marked as closed, and of course, we know she's coming back. So that was one where, like, we always thought she was dead because there was no reason to think otherwise. But obviously, that wasn't the case. So Wes always said she lived. Okay. By the way, I didn't realize that until recently. Like, Wes has always said, "Like, oh no, she survived." Okay. So that was fun. So
0: he liked her as much as the rest of the fandom. He did. Kirby rules. Uh, I
1: hope she's sweet in this. I hope she's not a killer. I'm gonna be so bummed if she's one of the killers. Yeah. I will be. I'll be betrayed. I feel betrayed. I don't think it's gonna happen. I hope not.
0: Um. The other one that's interesting, have you heard about this other little bit? Is this the stew? Yes. Yeah, I've heard about this, and I think this is very interesting because these things aren't done by mistake. All of the little dots on all of the, minus Kirby's, which is marked closed,
1: all the little dots are white on all the stops, much like most subway uh, maps are labeled. Stew Mockers is filled in with a little reddish, little pink. A little reddish pink, yeah. Why is that? I have theories. Can I go theory time?
0: Absolutely. Okay.
1: I think, one, this is just the marketing team having fun with fans who are doing the whole could Stu be alive thing.
0: Yes, me. me. And me,
1: too. <laughs> uh, I think he's dead, but I think it's fun. It's
0: good to dream. It is.
1: Two, I think this ties right back into that conspiracy theory thing. There is a very brief Easter egg in Scream 5. When Richie is on YouTube watching Dead Meat. Yes. And there's a little thumbnail. There's one about Kirby being alive and, and doing an interview. And there's one, is, did the real Stu Mocker survive? And yep. it's a little thumbnail. And it's him with a TV on his head from the end of Scream 1. I think that the killer or killers could have some sort of belief that Stu is still... like. I think hit, that. I think they're going to tie like in a meta way tie the fan theory that Stu is alive in the Scream franchise into the motive. The motive. I think it'd be a ton of fun. I think
0: that's cool too because it's a way to keep Stu alive without like bringing him physically back. So that's kind of fun. It
1: could be a lot of fun. Yeah. You could go even further and um, you could maybe do something fun where you could bring Matthew Lillard back in a sense without bringing him back. Because I don't think they shouldn't
0: bring Stu back. I'll be honest with you. Like to me that's like Yeah, but did you see that fan art? That fan post where he's got like the scarred yeah. up face? <laughs> I think we're do jumping, you think they could bring him back and he could have like shocker powers, like horse Pinker powers. It's pretty rad, yeah. but like let's be honest, you can
1: you can kind of when they once they do that we're jumping the shark with the scream movies at this yeah. point. Right, if we haven't already. Like we've suspended plenty of disbelief that like nine human beings so far have tried to kill the same person wearing the same costume. So we've suspended plenty of disbelief in this yeah. franchise. But then we're now we're jumping into fantasy. Like I was I, gonna, even <sighs> the
0: ghost Billy in the last movie. I can suck list. it up.
1: Yeah. Yes. <laughs> so it's not really a ghost, it's her, it's her hallucinating. But even,
0: even that we're seeing it is weird. But you know what? It, it did that it um ghosts appear in uh, Scream Three, right? The ghost of her mom. She sees the ghost of her mom. She has the dream. She has the dream. So we have crossed that threshold in the past. We
1: have. And Wes did it, so it's My issue is not Stu being alive. My issue is that we're now... This is the fifth movie after the first, and no one's once mentioned that he is... Right. Like, no one's mentioned it. I have a hard
0: time... It should have been brought up before. Probably. Yeah, but especially... Yeah, like... Dewey should have mentioned about a phone call at some point.
1: Like, hey, has anybody checked on old mocker in prison to make sure he isn't... Yep. Yeah. So, that being said, if it happened, I'd howl in the theater. I wouldn't even care. I'd be like, oh my god, it's what if Matthew he,
0: Lillard. What if it's a cult that resurrects him?
1: Even better. Um,
0: <laughs> no. I, I I'm... <laughs> I'm mostly joking. I've
1: heard a lot of, like, speculation about, like, they mention... They make a mention in Scream 5 that... Kyle Gallner's character from Scream 5 is Stu's nephew. Oh, he was the son of Leslie Mocker, Stu Mocker's sister. Why specifically mention Leslie Mocker that specifically? I'm wondering if because we are clearly doing some homages to Scream 2 here. It's the anniversary of Scream 2, by the way, this year. Yeah. Um, or last year, I think it was. I'm wondering if maybe they're going to do a Mrs. Loomis type, like relative of Stew's, like Leslie Mocker is going to be one of the. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Or what if this killer is like a QAnon conspiracy theorist and thinks that Sam's the killer, right? And they are the sibling or relative of a victim from the previous movie. Okay. Even if said victim is Richie or Amber and they are out to get Sam because they think they know the truth. They're convinced. Okay. That she's really the one. They're going to make her pay for getting away with it. Yeah, I like that. They could do some fun stuff
0: with this. They like that. I like the idea. Honestly, jokes aside, I like the idea of Stu yes. being kind of like an inspiration to whatever or like a yeah.
1: I think you can bring I was really hoping I talked to you about my Scream 5 idea where they would find video diaries of Stu's. I was hoping that that was going to be yeah a way to bring Lillard back. They could de-age him or whatever they need to do. I don't like that, but it is what it is. And have him, Well, they did it with Billy. Yeah. yeah, and have him be a presence in the movie without being brought back. I'm wondering if they can make something happen here with that.
0: Right. Like maybe they find...
1: Something. Or maybe even the killer is so batshit that they like channel Stu. Yeah. Maybe they use the voice changer from three, <laughs> and you can get some Lillard performance.
0: That would be fantastic.
1: Do anyway, so uh,
0: there's what, what uh, still oh, right there's a yeah a, a set photo that just came out an official photo right? That,
1: yes, the official. Yeah, uh, that mask is completely different from the other ones we've seen. It is not the cracked weathered mask, and it is not the very clean white Scream Five mask.
0: Okay, yeah. Explain this to me because I looked at it and I go, it's a picture of Ghostface. I even been keeping up. I saw the weathered. Yeah, that which is very di- obviously yeah. different. That this one is is not not
1: that pure white like the ones we've had in the last couple movies where it's like that straight ghostly white because the early screen the screen one and screen two masks had a little bit of like yellowing or creaminess to the white okay. I know that sounds silly but it's true yeah, yeah yeah and the eye shape was a little different and if you notice on this one the chin curves up a bit and okay. lately they've been straight okay. this is this from from people who are much more knowledgeable me uh, than me at screen masks to me they all kind of look the same for the most part um this is like a screen three mask like a one hundred percent is what people I think are saying okay like and um people have also taken that image and like like color corrected it and stuff and there's a ton of blood stains on okay. the rope and some people are saying that the blood stains match up with like gunshots that Roman Bridger took in Screen 3. Okay. So he's wearing... uh, Somebody's wearing Roman's full costume.
0: Yeah. That's a true... And that ties in with some of the speculation that this is... Yeah.
1: Somebody who is trying to emulate or pay tribute to or... all of the past. I wonder if it's going to be a blend of like the QAnon slash conspiracy theory stuff and the true crime stuff. Yeah. The obsession. Be- like crime. if you look at like, like making a murderer was like the big true crime thing, right? That, that when that thing came out, it, it, it like, it started the n- the new wave of true crime, like obsession, I think right. making a murderer and most of making a murderer was people online, like speculating, oh, he totally did it or no, he didn't do it. Yeah. I think we're, we're definitely playing with that in this. Okay. And I love it. Um, I just can't wait to see Ghostface with a shotgun.
0: <laughs> yes, the sequel to Hobo with a shotgun. Yes. Yeah.
1: Ghostface with a shotgun. <laughs> Josie's very excited for Scream 6, by the way.
0: Oh, is she? I wanted to. Oh, that reminds me. She loves Ghostface. I wanted to play a, a game on here. Maybe I will next time, Bob. Which is something Josie said or a movie on 2B. Oh! <laughs> the that. other yes. day when I came over, yes. what what were the things she said? Um, Balloon Monster.
1: Yes, Balloon Monster and. Uh,
0: Selling baby zombie something. Oh, uh, yeah, it was <laughs> baby was it baby zombie with a with a drill? Baby zombie with a drill. Baby zombie with a drill. <laughs> and that's yeah. when you go. Uh, that, is that a Tubi B? Is movie? that a Tubi original?
1: <laughs> yeah. Um. So so make sure make sure when I'll you're get talking, some I'll, I'll 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 get a notepad out. And yeah. I'll, start writing
0: up yeah. now because I'm betting you can find baby zombie with a drill or it something exists. close to an odd tube. Not far off.
1: Could be with a saw.
0: If she ever says anything. Uh, regarding any sort of clown, it is on Tubi. Yeah. <laughs> she has been watching Tubi. <laughs> yes, she might. Um,
1: no, she has asked for two things. Her birthday's in March. Mm-hmm. She's still coming down from Christmas, but yep. she's, she's, she recognizes her birthday's not that far out. And so she's already starting to kind of like ask about, you know, for stuff. She's reaching that age where she's starting to understand like, I can ask for things and I might get them. Right. And uh, she's asked for two things for her birthday. Uh the first one is a puppy. Okay. Which is not going to happen. <laughs> I'll say it on, on record right now. Okay. It will not be happening. Right. And the second is she wants uh not in these words, she wants Roger L. Jackson to send her a birthday message. <laughs> So, I'm going to pay for a cameo for Josie for her fifth birthday from Roger L. Jackson. Okay. In the Ghostface voice to talk to her for her That's birthday. That's fantastic. Because she really wants, she goes, I want the real Ghostface to, to tell me happy birthday. <laughs> so, okay, I'll do what I can. So,
0: yeah, make sure you let me see that. that oh, happens. absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> if
1: I can make it happen, I'm going to make it happen. Yes, I will do it. I'm sure he's going to go, What are these maniacs doing? No,
0: those uh, people on Cameo, believe me. Uh, they get some weird stuff, I'm sure. Fifth birthday? I mean I would think it's kinda neat. I think it's kinda yeah. yeah. Sure.
1: <laughs> I mean he was the voice of Mojo Jojo from Powerpuff Girls. Oh, uh, well. was he? Yes. He was Mojo, I like Jojo. Mojo Jojo.
0: Um but that's like not... Powerpuff Girls, good show. Yeah. yeah.
1: That's not who she wants to hear from though. She wants to hear from Ghostface. One hundred percent. She asks me to requests that I read bedtime stories.
0: In the Ghostface voice?
1: Yes. <laughs> I'm not like I, I uh, yeah. I was reading a Peppa book. Peppa Pig. Yeah. Are you familiar with Peppa Pig?
0: I mean I know I'm not familiar I wouldn't say I'm familiar. I children's animation aware, show. yes, yeah. of Peppa Pig's a little, existence.
1: Little girl pig. Yeah. British girl. She's a pig named Peppa. Um
0: is Peppa Pig British. Yes. Okay.
1: She is. Yes. Um and uh she one night out of the blue she goes Hello, Ghostface. She goes, "Will you read? Will you read the Peppa story?" And I was like, "What? What, Joe?" And she goes, "Will you read the Peppa story as Ghostface?" And I was like, "Okay." So there's a video of me. I'll have to show it to you. Yeah. Yeah.
0: <laughs> no, you haven't shown me this. I have I not? No. Yeah.
1: It was pretty ridiculous. Yeah. <laughs> I did like that when when Peppa gets angry in the in the story. I made tried. Sure I want a Mister Snuggle Snail. You know, like yeah, <laughs> Very. Aggressive, <laughs> she loved it. Anyway, <laughs> moving on. Uh, we should talk about
0: this movie real quick. So last yeah, last yeah. episode, uh, I I panicked and I go like, we should watch something next time. And it was cold. We were supposed to be getting a blizzard. And I was walking around your thing, and I went, oh my gosh, let's watch 30 Days of Night. I've not seen perfect Perfect a...
1: Perfect movie for this time of year. Well, I mean, we've
0: been okay so far. Let's, you know. Yeah, for let's... sure. Actually, yeah, it's not been like that at all. Although where I was this past weekend up north. It was north, very much like that. It was very much like, it was, it was essentially 30 Days of Night, um, without the vampires that I know of. So I
1: Although, picked... yeah. your uncle looks just like Mark Boone Jr., so,
0: <laughs>
1: like a taller, lanky you know, version. Does.
0: It's he also... If you stretched him out. There are times when he is a spitting image of James Hetfield, too. It's weird. He like goes, Interesting. Back, he goes back and forth. When it, especially when, like... Is it, is so it the hair? Does he cut his hair a certain way? When or? they both get, like... When James Hetfield has the shortcut and he, my uncle has the it's shortcut... It's It is straight
1: up, like, yep. the two of them. But when I saw your uncle last, he had a longer yeah. hair, like the Mark Boone Jr. length. Yeah,
0: and I think he had, like, glasses on, too. And I was like, he
1: looks like like, like a taller, more in-shape Mark Boone Jr. Yes. <laughs> yes.
0: Anyway, sorry. <laughs> um. So... <laughs> Yeah, so I picked 30 Days a Night. Yes. Uh, we watched it, um, so we should talk about it just a little bit here. Of we're, course. Let's just, uh, let, as we say, free ball it here. Yeah. Um, um, we're not going to dive in depth. Um we uh, don't think we need to. Um, let me do the plot here, I think. Sure. After an Alaskan town is plunged into darkness for a month, is attacked by a bloodthirsty gang of vampires. Directed by David Slade, written by Stuart Beatty, Brian Nelson, and then based on, oh, a screenplay was also Steve Niles. He wrote the mm. graphic novel, which I read and we'll talk about a little bit. Josh Hartnett, Melissa George, Danny Houston. I have not seen this since it came out on DVD. Willie, have you? Same seen Same here. Release? Yeah. 2007. 2007. Yes, this was released in 2007. There was like a. Um, <clears throat> there was. A, I, I like this uh, chair now because I'm very comfortable. As you can see. Good. Yeah. You look like you're really. you <laughs> like, really, like, What I like about you. Going? What I like about
1: watching you right now is you're kind of like. You're kind of like feeling the vibe, like you're
0: trying to figure out, like you're... I'm vibing a little bit. Yeah, yeah you're right. yeah, It's yeah, good. It's good. Yeah, this this is a vibes podcast, and I like to vibe. Yeah. Um. There was there was a run of like um, I'm trying to find all of the a run of like uh, vampire stuff. Yes. In the late 2000s, because there was this. Um, Thirst was one of them. Mm-hmm. Daybreakers. There was a couple week ones. The Twilight movies, but um, True Blood was on around this time yes. as well. I think it was started in 2008. Um. I Vampires mean, are very cyclical.
1: So yes. There's a very like there's a like right now we're in like a like a low, a low point.
0: But then uh, this coming up year we have two coming out, two Dracula related movies coming out. Isn't there a Let the Right One In series as well? There is a Let the Right One In series. I watched the first episode and I thought it was kind of boring. Uh,
1: well, Let the Right One In is a little bit like I love the movie, but like it's a little boring.
0: Like, I believe that was the other uh, the I believe the original version came out around this time as well of Let the Right. One It was One a bit in. of a
1: resurgence, yeah. Uh, yeah. But, yeah,
0: but let the right one in. It's kind of boring, and it's also like it lends itself more to a movie. I know it was based on a book, though, too. So. It doesn't need to be a sh- series. I'm kind of with, with you. That, yeah. It's too. I think it's too slow for a series a story. Yeah. So anyway, yeah, this came out around that time. This also came out at around. It was before. So this, I think, the graphic novel was 2003 or four. Yes. This was. I mean, there were there have been horror comics for ever, decades. Um. But I kind of think there was a bigger boom, around the time Walking Dead came out, right? So this was pre...
1: I think, well, it's just like anything, right? So, like, you have a smaller publisher, well, a small-ish publisher, not one of the big two, that has this huge, just uh, ridiculous hit on their hands with this little zombie comic. And so publishers, just like movie studios, go, whoa, let's start...
0: Horror is hot. Yeah,
1: know. let's do it. You know, and sometimes it works out for him, and sometimes it doesn't. So yeah, there's
0: been some really great horror stuff. Um. Absolutely, but Absolutely. Uh, yeah, this this came out. The graphic novel came out in two thousand three, two thousand four. It was originally was, supposed to be a movie. Like he was scripted it. Like I he, think that was the plan. He got rejected, and then he made a comic book with uh, uh Ben Temple Smith,
1: who's, who's phenomenal.
0: Art, uh, so okay, phenomenal. My artist. opinion on this movie is, I like it. I don't love it. Yeah, um, I think part of the reason I don't even I don't really love the graphic novel evil either, but I love the art. I think the it's art so good makes the whole thing work for me. It's gorgeous. the movie does like, a good job of trying to capture that.
1: Some of the vampire designs work, like where you're like, oh, that's close. Yes, that's as close to live action as you can get for a, like with like a Templesmith illustration.
0: And they try to do some of like the kind of like I don't know I want to call it watercolor. I'm not great with art, but like painted quality that he has, kind of the reds and the darks.
1: There's there's elements of this. This bleeding of, of uh, shade, and, yeah. and color, like where it almost feels, it feels like a painting in, in moments. There, like it, I think that they do succeed with that in, in,
0: in the movie. Yeah, there are yeah. certain shots. I, um, one of the overhead shots, if I recall correctly, d- does that. And there, are a couple shots towards the end. I think of the oil and stuff too. And the
1: fire. Yeah, there's some cool stuff in there for sure. Um, so yeah, yeah. I saw when it first came out. Uh, I, I waited for a DVD. I didn't go see it in the theater. Um, it was like a a free rental at the video store for me. You know, I was a few years deep in the video store. The Old R three, the old R threes. What was the? What were they called? R threes for? Did anybody ever like get an answer Let's on see that? See
0: if I can look this up. All you while um, continue.
1: And uh, I remember liking it and going, "Oh, that was pretty cool." Like I really, what I remember taking away from the movie the first time I saw it was, "Man, I love that we've gotten back to just vicious vampires," because it felt like a lot of vampire lore had been romanticized. I understand, like that. I understand why people like the romantic vampire. I get it. I think there's an allure to that. I think there's a... Uh, I, 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 I don't mind that stuff, but it was nice to see, like, these animalistic, just, like, hungry, nasty vampires again. Yeah. And I really dug that, and that that was my takeaway, it was, like, cool, back to basics. Like, these guys are, you know, tearing shit up. I really dug that. Um, I gotta be honest, like, I after years after like as the years passed I kind of just lumped 30 days of night in with a lot of stuff that came out during this period where it was just kind of like a like an okay mid 2000s horror movie you know right because a lot of stuff in this time period just kind of feels okay to me Um, and then I rewatched this this time around and I went this movie's kind of sweet you <laughs> don't love it Like it's kind of sweet yeah like kind of rules yeah. um
0: it's bigger than I remember To at a lot of yeah, ways, but yeah, but it's also...
1: It is also kind of intimate in certain ways because you don't have a huge cast. Um, I think the performances are all strong. I think that uh, you get enough characterization from the handful of characters you get to spend time with to where you do care about them enough to like not want to see them get killed off. Um... You know, like the old man, I think about the old man in this movie, the one who's kind of senile. And like his character, like I was like, man, like they pull at your heartstrings enough with him where you're like, oh man, I don't want to see him. Like, you know, like, you know, he's a liability, but you're also like, oh, please like save him. You know, um, I think the vampire designs are sweet. Danny Houston rules. <laughs> Danny Houston is kind of like the main, what, uh,
0: is that Marlo? Yes. Is he Marlo? Yeah.
1: He's like tearing it up in this movie. Yeah. He's <laughs> awesome. He's scenery chewing. He never speaks a word of English. In this movie, he speaks like a vampire language, which is sweet. Um, I don't actually know what the language is he's speaking. It could be... Fi- I, I don't Do I, Did Do you know? Did he... Was it a fictional
0: language? It this? was a fictional language that they made up for the movie. Just for the movie. Yes. Okay. Yep.
1: Cool. He kills it. Um, literally and figuratively. Uh, the cast rule... You know, like, it's, it's, it's just a ton of fun. Um, there's some really solid action scenes in the movie that I forgot about. Like, the Mark Boone Jr... Whip an ass, an ass scene is like so sweet where he's like riding that weird snowplow saw thing that can only exist in Alaska. Yeah. Like what purpose that thing serves, I don't know. But like, I'm sure it exists in Alaska. I wanted to go back to
0: the language thing because yes, in the please. trivia I read, um, but it was created for the film with the help of a linguistics professor at a New Zealand university. So like, yeah, they created an entire language for the film. Sorry. So I, cool. I remember that so think cool. it was a cool fact and yeah, wanted to make sure I got that right. <laughs> Love that
1: stuff. Danny Houston, like, I believe it. I'm like, wow. Okay. Right. Um, and Danny Houston's like kind of above the like above this role. <laughs> I hate to say that Was like, he at the time? No. Yeah. But like now I look at it and I'm like, man, like he was, Denny Houston wouldn't take this role now. You know
0: what's weird is. Uh, but that, it's really sweet. That prompts prompt me to remember, like, Josh Hartnett has carved out a weird kind of genre career in a lot of ways. Um, like, kind of under the radar, Under though. the radar, because he was at, What was the Showtime show I'm blanking on? Uh, Penny Dude, Dreadful. Penny Dreadful. Penny Dreadful. Which is a on sweet that. show. He's in this. Um, um, well, the H2O, faculty, of course. The faculty. Yeah, he's carved he's... out this, like, genre. Career. I like Hartnett. Me too. I like him in this. Yeah. Episode. He's very hum. he's very clean towards the end of this movie though. Like yeah. he's he's still very like put together and like he's Little like Bill, Remember the end of Ghostbusters when Bill Murray walks out and he's got none of the Stay Puff stuff on him. <laughs> that's
1: one of the best jokes in that movie. Yes. It's one of the best jokes in that movie. Yes. He's the one who deserves all the stay puff. Yes, and, then, and he
0: gets away with it. And you know it is probably tied into like Bill Murray being like, I'm not
1: gonna I'm not getting that shit on me. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, knowing what we know about Bill now. <laughs> yes. Um but uh yeah no, Hartnett kind of rules. Um I really think he's just he's very underrated. He really is. Um But yeah, no, I think the movie's like a ton of fun. Like it's I love the 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 concept of the vampires showing up to this town for a reason. I love the idea of this like herald of the vampires showing up and like Ben Foster. He's like the silver <laughs> surfer of these vampires. He shows up and he's like, "All right, we need to set and shit up." Ben Foster, we need a, to talk about Ben Foster. Ben okay.
0: Foster's insane. He he has never given a normal performance, right? Has he ever given a normal? No, performance? he has. X Men Three, yes, and he sucks. <laughs> He's terrible. He's terrible in that movie. But but this was around uh, Alpha Dog, one of my favorite like video store read tells of the 2000s. 2000... I actually like Alpha Dog. We oh, do. I like yeah. Alpha Dog. Yeah yeah, a lot.
1: yeah 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 yeah. But it, but it is a video store movie. He like is, that like, is for me.
0: He is, but he is intense in Alpha Dog. Batshit. Like and then Hostage. Have you ever seen Hostage? Yeah of... yeah yeah. He's.
1: Bad shit in that too.
0: <laughs> what is this? Ben Foster? We we t- we're texting each other. Is he good or not? That's the thing. Like, is Ben Foster a good actor? I don't know. I don't know that. What? Because he's he's doing. He's attempting to do like a Creole style accent. I here. think because I really he goes, uh, I could be butcher, but thank you for the plastique. Yeah,
1: <laughs> he is just. Ben Foster is a force of nature. Well, and he's al- not even
0: in this movie very long. No. So that was the thing is I We like, lose him too early almost. I for I completely forgot about him in this movie. I texted you that and I go, Oh my god, because he showed up early in this movie, and I go, Oh my god, Ben Foster in this movie. I just like it clicked with me. I remember thinking he was funny back then, and then he dies really early. And I go, he made such an impression on me, apparently. Yeah. <laughs> five so I think
1: before. he's good. I'm pretty sure he's a good actor. But like I think
0: he's perfect. He's
1: for this. he's good, he's just really good. He's particularly good at playing people that are absolutely unhinged. Right. Yeah.
0: Which Angel in X-Men 3? It's like it's not. the
1: the opposite. Like it's so against type for him. Yeah. And it's not a good.
0: Yeah, it's not good cast. It's not good casting.
1: No, it doesn't even look like Angel to me. Like, no. Angel should be like like he's a pretty boy. A babe. Yeah. Right? He, has- he should be like like well, a like a like a total like
0: Angel Angel the character, especially the one they were portraying, was never unhinged. He was a rich, pretty boy. Yeah. And he was kind of that was kind of what what made him interesting at times is there was an insecurity. Ben Foster is not that guy. No, Ben Foster is not that. Ben no, Foster but Ben Foster was kind of a guy. hot
1: actor at the time. Yeah, yes. So they Yeah, he was it probably it tied
0: in him with twentieth Century Fox. Yeah. Anyway. Yeah. Um <laughs> But anyway,
1: I really enjoyed this. I uh Ben Foster is a huge standout for me. Yeah. Mark Boone Junior, like uh, Your you fan? you tell me, oh, dude, he rules. Uh, my favorite Mark Boone Junior. performance. I'm gonna tell you about this. I got really into Sons of Anarchy.
0: Okay. Yeah. Um, Stephen King is an actor on that, right? He is.
1: Yeah. Uh, Peter Weller also is he? You need to watch something. Honestly, it's kind of sweet.
0: Yeah, I probably because it's it. skeevy. Yeah.
1: It's like it's like kind of over the top, but it's also like it kind of sucks you in. You go, you know what? I'm lost in the majesty of TV right now. You know what I mean? Yeah. Perlman's in it. Well, there you go. He's sweet in it. Anyway, I got super into Sons of Anarchy. I binge-watched the first however many seasons before the final season aired on, uh, I think it was
0: Showtime? Or was it FX? FX, FX. FX, Sorry, FX.
1: So I watched, let's say, the first five seasons. I don't remember how many. I think there's six. Binge-watched them because everybody kept saying, watch Sons of Anarchy. I said, okay, fine, I'll do it. And I was like, man, this show rules. Fuck yeah. Like uh, by the end I was going, okay, we're it's time to end it. I still enjoyed it, but I was going It's kinda like Stranger Things where I'm like
0: It's time it's good to wrap it up. I've got to wrap it up now. I just like, started Cobra Kai. I love it. I Cobra started, Kai, yes. I'm like, okay, I'm ready. I'm ready. I
1: love it. I still enjoy it. I'm having a great time with the characters. Time to move on. I'm okay like, to say goodbye to these. It's time now. to say goodbye. Yeah. That's how I felt by like yeah. Anyway, Mark Boone Jr. is on that show and um he uh He's just such a delight. Like I just fell in love with that that, that character. And I remember like, I've seen this guy in like a hundred things. Like, but that was the time where I was like, okay, Mark Boone Junior. is is he's the man. Like he rules in this show. But his favorite, my favorite perform- performance of his is not in the show. It's uh in the uh during the, they did like an after the after show like a Talking Dead yeah yeah for Sons of Anarchy for the finale. They had all the all the characters and actors on throughout the course of history of the show and Mark Boone Jr. was on and he was wasted drunk. I mean, annihilated. Like, incoherent. And it was so sweet. Because everybody was like, Mark, like, you gotta... And he was like, I don't give a shit. He was like, dude, it was so sweet. It was live. He was so cool. I'll send you a clip.
0: I do like drunk people on TV.
1: Oh, he ruled. Yeah. Because he was like, fuck it! Yeah, it was a good show.
0: Fuck it. You, you know, see, the, uh, yeah, they great. made Anderson Cooper and um, the other guy, Andy Cohen. Not they said, drink. They said you can't, you can't be ripping shots anymore. On well, TV. Andy Cohen
1: was <laughs> was ripped last <laughs> was, year.
0: Yeah, he was like flipping off Ryan Seacrest. It was sweet. <laughs> it was why, why? Why? What? What's the problem? It wasn't my. It wasn't my. Instead, we have
1: Don Lemon, who doesn't even know when midnight <laughs> hits. This <laughs> dummy, Don
0: Lamont. Instead of Don Eleven.
1: Don Lemon. Was that was is that how he pronounces it? Now? I think so, He's right? Trying to
0: class it up. It's like I Eric, thought it was Don Eric Levin. Lassell.
1: Eric, Not Lassell. Not Eric. It's Don Lemon. <laughs> I I thought it was Lemon. Is it? Lemon? I thought it was Don
0: Lemon. Is it Le- Lemon? You know, what? he may be pronouncing it Don Lemon. now? it's Lemon. Well, so he. I saw him because you're talking about he was down in New Orleans this year. Did you see that? Yeah, yeah. And he he so effed maybe. up. Well, he
1: didn't eff up. CNN effed up, but
0: oh, did they? It wasn't. It wasn't his. Fault. I caught it later on. I flipped over to Don Lamont, which is how I will be calling him, even if it's not.
1: Did um, you hear about that though? Like they missed the cue. Did they? No, see, they I- missed the they missed the ball drop cue in New Orleans. Do you know what was playing live? <laughs> Instead of like the ball drop and like Happy New Year, huh. just back that ass up. <laughs> so Don Lamont's just like
0: <laughs> it was that's, so sweet. That's even better. Hey, that's that's how we should celebrate. It, it. kicked ass. <laughs> Yeah, is that yeah I mean that's the New year's anthem right is back that as it by juvenile 100 that album it is now yeah 400 degrees I believe with a z was that album <laughs> two e's and a Z baby yeah so so I knew he was talking about his heritage down at it so maybe he yeah. he flipped it up switched it up for anyway I watched a little bit of that
1: but. yeah I like to think he, he that was on purpose but you know. <laughs>
0: Um. Cool. Okay. So. Yes. Yeah. I liked it this time around. There are a couple things I want to talk about though. Sure. Real quick. Uh, I think where I went. Okay. I like this movie. It was finally in the in the third act, the finale, because it essentially turns into the fight scene turns into it's like Roadhouse. It's it like is. the version of Roadhouse where Josh Hartnett and um, Danny Houston are getting ready to throw down one on one. It's it's sweet and it ends with a great moment of gore, which is him punching him through the head. And then pulling his brain out—it's so sweet. It's so <laughs> it sweet. it rocks. It does rule. Um, so there's some pretty good gore in this movie. There is. Yeah, I forgot. Um, there, I did read the the graphic novel, or at least the first three issues, because that's how it was originally, and then they continued. Yeah, it on. I read that this time around. It's pretty good. Like I said, I loved the art. Um, the story. There are some differences. Mm-hmm. Um, there's a subplot about vampire hunters that gets a cut from the movie, and I think necessarily. It
1: that is added into one of the sequels.
0: So there were okay. So there was a there's four sequel, thirty days a night movies. There's a dark. No, no. Days there's two movies, and then a couple mini series. Yes, that were on Fearnet, which was yes. For those that don't remember, Fearnet was a cable channel back in the late. 2000s. It was Shutter for yes, and it was on yeah. linear cable um instead of streaming. And yeah, you, it, yeah was it was pretty sweet. It was cool. I liked it. Yeah. That's where like Halliston was on that. Yes. Yeah, I liked Fearnet a lot. Yeah. Uh, but they did a couple of original series in 30 Days of Night. Did you watch Dark Days? I thought about watching it, but then I didn't want to spend $2 on it because I read that it sucks.
1: <laughs> no. It does tie into this movie.
0: Yeah. Stella.
1: The lead. Yeah. Melissa George's character from 30 Days of Night is in the sequel. She's the lead, but it's she's played by Kylie Sanchez of Paolo and Nikki fame. Lost baby.
0: Yep. Yep.
1: Okay. Um, and yes, the movie's not good. I've seen it; it's bad.
0: <laughs> so, I, that's, I was like, I was looking around. I'm like, if yeah. I can find this on Toopy, I might throw it out of all I do other stuff. There's
1: worse things to watch. Yeah, but, but it, it's not good.
0: But it was like it was only available on Prime for like three dollars. I'm like, I don't. I'm not going to do that. No, it's um, not, no. And the other thing too, the big difference um, between the book and the movie, the graphic novel and the movie, is uh, Eben, um, Josh Hartnick's character and his wife Stella. In the book, they're just kind of happily married. They're a couple. Um, in the movie, they are um, not. <laughs> and I'm cool with that. They're separated. Yeah, I think it adds some drama. Yeah, I think I think you kind of have to mm-hmm. do something, especially if you're yeah. going to... Because the movie is kind of a streamlined version of the graphic novel, especially when you take away that vampire hunter aspect. Which I think was smart, too. I do, too. Yeah. it. it that, to me, that overcomplicates
1: a movie. I understand in the comics, but not... Yeah.
0: Right. Yeah. yeah, in the comics, you kind of especially if you're going to continue it on past the first couple issues, you kind of have to set up something bigger yes. beyond this.
1: I can't remember. Does, does the Josh Eben or Eben? Is it Eben or Eben?
0: Yeah. Does this character become a vampire in the end Yes. Of the, yes, yeah. same thing happens. Same. Yeah. The, uh, it's very similar, yeah. uh, the, except for those two major kind of differences there. Okay.
1: I couldn't remember. So I, I've read it before, but it's been like a long, long time. Right.
0: Yeah, yeah it's solid. Um, the other thing I wanted to talk about is – well. Uh, um, I was watching this, I realized it was directed by David Slade. What the hell happened to David Slade? I had to look him up. Slade did some Twilight stuff, right? He did the uh, one of the Twilight movies. I think the last one, maybe? That was after this, and he's been kind of... He's done... So, yeah, here's what he's done since this. Uh, Twilight Saga Eclipse, which is not the last one. Is that the second one? Yeah, because the last one's split into two.
1: The last one is New Moon 1 and 2, right? Yeah. Eclipse is the third one.
0: Okay. I think. Oh, there are four. There's, because there's Breaking Dawn. There's oh, Twilight, Breaking Dawn. Wait,
1: Breaking Dawn 1 and 2 are the, the last two. New Moon is... There's Twilight.
0: Second one? That sounds right now. There's and Eclipse four, Eclipse sounds right? like the third one.
1: Oh, yeah. No, there's five. Okay.
0: There's five Twilight
1: movies. <laughs> Twilight. Yeah, wow. Okay. The one with Michael Sheen is the one to watch.
0: I don't think that's Eclipse.
1: He's in the know. last two for sure.
0: He's in the last two because that laugh. <laughs>
1: yeah, it's really sweet. Yeah. So he
0: did. Um. So he did the Nightmare Cinema, which was that anthology series a couple yep. years ago. Yep. But he's also been doing Black Mirror, The Bandersnatch, which I think is that choose your own adventure style yes, with Will he,
1: Poulter. Yep.
0: But that's it since this one. Of course, yeah. he directed Hard Candy before, which is kind of a huge bigger indie hit.
1: Dude, Hard Candy rules.
0: Yeah. Yeah. And that's what kind of got him on Sam Raimi's radar. Yeah. Um, Sweet movie, and then he's got another movie called Dark Harvest coming out Good. next year, and it's kind of—I have read the book. It's kind of like an It style thing where there's a monster in a town that comes back every like fall or Halloween on like a, a current basis. It's it's a fun book. Um, I'm kind of interested to see what he do, does with it cause it's Do you have this the book, book.
1: Or are you? Uh, uh, that was a
0: uh, Kindle read, yeah. I believe. Yeah. yeah. A couple of years back. But he's Sweet. done some TV. He did Hannibal, um, Powers American American Uh Some other facts about him. Uh, he did a couple of music videos that I was aware of, and they kind of fit with his visual style from what I remember. Sour Girl by Stone Temple Pilots. Oh, shit. Yeah, totally. Sarah Michelle Gellar. Totally. Yeah. I like that music video. Yep. Yeah. Um, the other ones... That Are I you an STP fan? I like STP. Um, And I, that was like... So that was actually... The first of their albums I bought when I was a kid because I really liked that song. Good song, yeah, yeah. That was number four, I think. And then I went back and like bought other other albums. So yeah, which I, are
1: great too. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I saw them live uh, with Scott Weiland. Did you? He was so good.
0: You a Revolver fan? Yeah, yeah. I liked Revolver. yeah, I like Revolver.
1: Revolver. Yeah, uh, STP is better, but like, um, I saw them open for they opened for uh, Chili Peppers. Okay. And uh, they like, sorry founder, they like blew Chili Peppers out of the water. Like,
0: I bet you they're. But I bet you like they're a a more fun live show and a lot. Well, you know, Chili Peppers can be kind of fun. They were
1: Chili Peppers were like the sound was bad. Where'd you see them? Uh, Pine Knob. Okay. Yeah, it could have been just a a bad night. Yeah, the guitar was so loud, I couldn't hear a thing that Keydus was trying to do. Yeah, it was miserable. I was like, "What are we doing?"
0: (laughs) Yeah. Anyway, Uh, but he also did uh, "Aerials" by System of a Down. Which is a song yes, I really like. Yes. I'm, a, I'm a System fan, too. Yes, me too. And yeah. I'm a fan of this other band. Uh, this also fits this video, if you remember it. Girls Not Gray by AFI. It's a great great yes.
1: song, great great, great video. Yep. Totally his vibe. Yep. Yep. So, 100%. So, yeah, yep. he
0: did some cool music videos, too. So he got just, a style. Yeah, yeah. That was cool. So, I'm, I'm, I'll am i check out that Dark Harvest movie. Uh, Raimi produced this. Raimi and Tapper, Ghost yes. House Pictures, produced this. It as, feels Raimi produced to me. Yeah, I think so, too. It's got that vibe, which is...
1: As negative and positive, if I'm being honest. Yeah,
0: I think we may have talked a little bit about Ghost House, but I'll go through some of the stuff. So this was early on. It started with Ghost House Pictures, which was their yeah. production company that came about in the mid 2000s after Raimi kind of kind of got some stroke and some pull with the Spider-Man movies. He started this production company, right? And he started with The Grudge, The Grudge remake, which I like, but it's- I think
1: it was an attempt to like give other young filmmakers like he was at the time during Evil Dead a chance to like get some studio money, and do what he was not able to do. Yes. Which is really cool, and I want to say that right away.
0: Yes. Yeah. And he was particularly looking for, like, Asian filmmakers. That's part of the reason why he brought over um, Takashi Shimuzu, who did the uh, who did the Grudge movies. He brought him over to do that, and he's like, just yes. do what you did mm-hmm. and do it over here. But um, I think this is one of the better ones. Like, the Boogeyman movies aren't very good. No. Um, Drag Me to Hell, I don't really count because it's a Sam Raimi movie.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Um,
0: the Possession, the Evil Dead remake. You know what? I kind of like the Poltergeist remake.
1: I don't, but <laughs> that's fair.
0: Uh, don't Breathe, uh, Another Grudge. Um, I thought Crawl was... He, I know he produced Crawl. I don't know if it was Ghost House, though, but either way. No,
1: I don't it, think Ghost House has been overly... I, I When I see the banner, I don't go, oh. Ooh. Yeah. <laughs> I go, oh, okay.
0: Yeah, it's like uh uh-huh. mm, right. if people say it's good I'll watch it.
1: Yeah, I'll check it out maybe. Or
0: i would be like oh, is that one directed by Sam? So
1: I'm not trying to like shit on Sam. I love Sam, but you know. I haven't been overly like that brand has not right. meant a whole lot to me.
0: For you know. sure. Yeah. Um so there you go. Anything else you want to say about
1: this No, movie? I'm good, man. Uh if you guys haven't seen it or you haven't seen it in a long time, I honestly check it out because like I think it's 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 fun because I think Tim and I both enjoyed it the first time we saw it back in 2007 or whatever or eight maybe when we saw it on DVD Um, and I think I enjoyed it quite a bit this time and you were like yes it's it's good yeah it's fine so I'm curious to see what other people think yeah yeah write in
0: where can they write in
1: horror movie yearbook at gmail.com yes we're also on twitter at HM yearbook and we're on uh, Facebook Instagram you can search for us yes under the name horror movie yearbook so yeah we're there Um, let us know
0: Next time, Tim. Yeah, I, You know, we're. Do you have a movie that free free re- re- I do have. I have something. I want to talk about some of the movies that are going to be coming out this year. Sure. Yeah. I think we. I think we'll throw that. We can in use that, that as kind of a yeah. Yeah. Like segment on tether. because like, I was going through the movies today, and it's a pretty big year. It could be a pretty solid year yeah. if things pan
1: out. Yeah. So no, sounds great. I'm down for that. Uh, we'll have some fun. No structure or major format. We'll just kind of. Yeah, you don't attend. have to
0: watch any movies. Oh, check out! I did the, my top ten. It's out. Ah. If, if it's on the Patreon now, but it'll be out on the regular feed this weekend as well. So.
1: I didn't see ten new movies this year, so <laughs> um, I did not. Yeah. Um, I am watching Fresh though.
0: Oh, I liked that a lot. Uh, yeah, I'm like uh, about a half hour in. Oh, I you know I'm Digging what, it. I, I forgot I'm training. I with uh, Thirty Days of Night. I trained for uh, fatherhood by watching this movie in segments. Oh cuz I had I had to stop it a couple times and just be like I got something else to do. I
1: watched it on YouTube in <laughs> 11 sections.
0: <laughs> oh, shit, the old school pirating way or the, I guess I said the old old school pirating but way. But it's
1: like the But like the old, now new it's school. old school. Yeah. yeah. Oh yeah, because uh um, one of yeah. My <laughs> whatever. I watched it janky, but I watched it and I enjoyed it. So there
0: you go. You got it. Sometimes you got to watch it at 9 minute and 30 second increments.
1: <laughs> hey, it was a work day. I had my kid at home. She's not in school this week. Forgive me, David Slade. I know it's not how you intended your film to be watched. You got to do what you got to do, man. I still <laughs> liked it, so.
0: Fantastic. All right, we'll see everybody next night. Seriously, thank you, everybody, for listening. Take care out there.